Eyes cool. 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 You are listening to the Eyes Cool podcast. It's called that because Eyes Cool sounds like high school. The Eyes Cool podcast is a production of students and faculty in the Information School and the Center for the History of Print and Digital Culture at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. The opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect those of the iSchool or of the UW-Madison. I'm your host, Jonathan Senshin, a professor in the iSchool at UW-Madison and also director of the CHPDC. You can find this podcast and subscribe at apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify all the podcast places please subscribe and recommend us to your friends welcome back to the next episode in season two of iSchool podcast this season all of our conversations are exploring genre and specifically genres for adult readers you can scroll back in our feed to find episodes on romance and true crime Today, we're exploring mystery. This episode team did a great job of pivoting to the reality of doing group work and recording under social distancing protocols. They met over Skype and recorded that call. The audio can be a little difficult to hear at times, and as Kaylee notes at the top, it's probably easiest to hear with headphones and the volume turned way up. I really appreciate the work they did to figure out how to record remotely. They were originally scheduled to record after a class meeting, just as we moved to not meeting in person. So they were really the first team to figure out how to do this while social distancing. And now, here's our team on mystery. note before we start our podcast um so Mia Peg and I did the best with what we could uh we had to record our episode of the podcast over Skype because we weren't able to meet together and each of us was having um technical difficulties we don't all have great internet access or microphones or anything like that so we did have to remove kind of a large chunk of um material from our podcast to make up for it we are including um a list of recommendations from mia um our resident mystery expert um that we are hoping we can include in the podcast notes um i also want to apologize for the audio it doesn't sound the best um I recommend listening to the episode over headphones with it turned up as loud as it can go. Hopefully that's good enough um, and you'll be able to hear everything. Um, And otherwise, thank you and enjoy the episode. Coronavirus, none of us are together right now. We're over. 
And I am Peg, and I also typically do not read mysteries, but I know they're very popular in public libraries. And I, yeah, I do read a lot of mysteries. Thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So over spring break, I also listened to one mystery and I started a second one, although the second one after four chapters I gave up on. So was it, was it good? Or? Um, I didn't. It was actually a Rita Mae Brown mystery and I guess I just didn't find it really engaging and I was driving at the time and I thought, okay, this is not going to keep me awake. So I kind of gave up on it after the fourth chapter. Gotcha. I listened to uh, One for the Money by Janet of Bonifay. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it, which is, I've never really, I guess, I don't know that I've read a ton of mysteries. I've read some like Agatha Christie, and I, I, I don't know, I just like wasn't that interested, but I don't know what it was about this one that I just, So yeah, I've read a couple of Ivanovich's books several years ago and always thought they were really funny. So maybe yeah. that's kept yeah. it engaging. a website stop you're killing me that I found it has a lot of great information and you can search by like the job of the series character or the historical time period and I thought that was really interesting but yeah it's obvious that stop you're killing me there must be a lot of murder in mysteries Um, 
can see stuff like that in Midsummer Murders. I haven't actually read those books, but I love that TV show. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting uh, in one of the we a lot of the um, information that I think we looked at was on CozyMystery.com, and it listed. Well, maybe we should talk about the different types of mysteries first. So there, first of all, the um, there's a difference between mysteries and suspense novels, and that um, the mystery genre usually focuses on solving a crime and how the protagonist tries to figure out who the murderer is, whereas in suspense novels, it focuses on crime prevention or escaping from a criminal or how the protagonist um, or the reader who knows who the murderer is and the plot centers on escaping being the next victim, which I guess kind of makes sense. Uh, like, I guess a lot of the confusion around the difference between mystery and sense probably comes from, like, if both of them are centering on a murder and trying to solve who the murderer is, is or who the criminal is, like that can kind of seem similar, uh, but in mysteries, the crime has typically already happened. Um, and then some other similar genres would be thrillers and crime fiction, uh, where thrillers have uh, ramped up the, uh, how much suspense there are Yes, and I think with the thrillers, there's really a focus on the setting or the environment, like a city or a country, rather than just the individual, you know, the character of the individual. I think that's another difference with the thrillers. Right.
Yeah, so like under Amateur Sleuths, Rita Mae Brown was one of the ones that uh, we had on our list. And she was the author that I only listened to like four chapters of the book. And that was Probable Clause. And I thought it'd be really interesting because it was set in Crozet, Virginia, where I used to work at a public library. And it was neat that the setting... The setting described things like Over the Moon Bookstore, which is a real-life bookstore in Crozet that moved across the street from the library. So that was all really interesting, but I think it was very slow-paced, and maybe further through it would become more suspenseful, more fast-paced, but those first four chapters, I didn't find it that engaging.
genre of blended mystery, which might be something like romance mystery, which the one for the money, Shannon um, Ivanovich, one that I was reading, is definitely like a romance mystery. And then paranormal mystery is another common one. So with the blended mysteries, the book that I did complete over spring break was C.J. Box's Wolfpack. And it was kind of a blend between mystery and crime fiction and Western. And it was rather fast-paced, and there was definitely a lot of murder in it. It wasn't really gruesome murder, but I would say somewhere between a half dozen and a dozen different individuals were murdered throughout the book. Um, it definitely had a Western setting, and I could see where it would appeal to a lot of... I'm going to be stereotypical and say male individuals. I actually had a patron in the past that really liked Craig Johnson works. And I think he would probably also like the uh, C.J. Box series. I think it's a Joe Pickett series. But they were definitely a blended genre between the mystery and the crime fiction and the Western. Yeah, and I know, let's see, um, under the paranormal mysteries, I, um, the biggest ones that I can think of are Charlene Harris, um, her Done After Dark book, um, they're in the, uh, Sophie Stackhouse Ministries, um, so in those there's crime and murder and stuff, um, so she's solved the crimes, but there's also vampires, and then during the Jones, uh, that's um, crime mystery books. Um, but the main character for solving mysteries also um, can talk to death. She's a reaper, um, so she's a path to help solve the mysteries. So it sounds really interesting, and like I guess. I never really got that into the mystery genre because for some reason I thought I would just like not like it. But uh, I guess paranormal mystery sounds really interesting, and I might actually look into some of your recommendations that you have on here.
Um, I've only read the first two, but I really like them so far. Um, and also, other romance mystery, uh, really popular one, Jamie Ross, which is actually the kind of name for her mother, which is probably familiar with. Um, oh, yeah, no, Robert. So, is that a pseudonym? Right at the end, 
So if you're eating a protein healthy, there will be less of these based on things that the main character cooked. Or just like the big mystery, there might be big scattered. from ALA yeah I think so 
the uh, Reader's Advisory Guide for Mystery. Yeah, it's great, too, yeah. for Reader's Advisory for finding items of certain categories, like the main character has a certain job or a certain genre of mystery or historical indexes. It's a really useful website, and that's StopYourKillingMe.com. Yeah, I didn't actually find any controversies either. Yeah, I came up empty there as well.
So do we want to talk about the mystery authors? Oops, sorry. Then we have listed some other popular mystery authors and series. Um, there's M.C. Beaton, the Hamish Macbeth, and Agatha Raisin. And Joanne Fluke has a series, Hannah Swinson Mystery Series. And William Kent Kruger, he always writes with a strong sense of place, usually in northern Minnesota. And Arthur Conan Doyle, we don't have any notes about him, though. Tanya French, yeah, that would be right. Um, Tanya French has The Secret Place. Uh, there's the Flavia Deluce series by Alan Bradley. Nancy Atherton has the Aunt Demerity series. And J.D. Robb, as we uh, mentioned earlier, Nora Roberts. And that's like her thriller or mystery pen name. Yeah. It's breaking up.
Yeah, I think part of the issue is also the internet connections. I think, you know, they're if they're not all high speed, it's probably not working as well. Thank you.